traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Good afternoon, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show. That's more as in M-O-O-R-E money. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We've got a fun show planned uh, for this hour. And so I want to thank my loyal listeners. And for those who are first-time listeners, we talk politics, we talk the economy, we talk your pocketbook. Uh, I, I'm going to have I, I've been looking forward to this week's show because for those who listened last week, I had to apologize to my listeners because I told people I would take calls and we literally ran out of time and we had the whole dashboard just lighted up with callers. So, folks, again, I apologize for those who were left on hold and I didn't get to you. Uh, but this week I am going to devote the whole second half of the show, the whole second half of the show to taking your calls because this is Freedom of Speech Radio. I want to hear from people who agree with me, and I want to hear people disagree with me. I want to hear from Republicans and Democrats and independents and conservatives and liberals. Uh, That's what makes this show fun and informative. And I have to say, we've had so many great callers over the last year or so that I've done this show that I learn a lot from you. I learn a lot from you folks because WABC Talk Radio is the number one talk radio station in these United States of America. I really believe that. And we have we have listeners all the way up to Maine and all the way down to Georgia. It's it's incredible the reach of this radio program and this radio station. Uh, John Katsimides is the fantastic owner of the station who has just Oh my gosh! Has turned this into an incredible sh- uh, station. With the, I'm I'm just privileged to be on a, on a station with so many incredible hosts. Of course, I followed the Larry Kudlow show and love listening to the programs during the week as well. So I want to get right down to it. Uh, uh, by the way, I, I'm going to give you that number now, folks. Don't call in now. Call in maybe in about 20 minutes or so. I want to hear your opinion uh, in the. The More Money Hotline number, uh, just so you have it, and I'll give it again uh, in a few minutes, but write this down because I want to hear from you all, 1-800-848-9222, anything economic. It's got to be on economics or politics. Uh, I'd love to hear from you or, or finance issues. Um, the The question of the day, the question of the day, is this. Do you think Joe Biden can turn it around? Do you think he can turn it around? I mean, obviously, he's had a catastrophic first year in office. um, And and this last week has been, you know, just awful in terms of the high inflation, the bad reports on the economy, the the absurd and outrageous speech that he gave in Georgia. 
uh, the, the fa- fact that Omicron is out of control, just it looks like the wheels are coming off this administration. But can he turn it around? And, I, you know, do you all remember one of the greatest movies ever made? One of the greatest movies was, of course, Sound of Music. And there is a great scene in one of the early parts of the movie with a song called What Do You Do With a Problem Like Maria? What do you do with a problem like Maria? Uh, and I, my question today is, what do you do with a problem like Joe Biden? Right? What do you do with a problem like Joe Biden? Because I'm worried about this. I'm worried about the fact that our president doesn't seem to be quite with it uh, and doesn't seem to be up to the job. And by, by the way, Kamala Harris is hardly – uh, a very good second choice. So, uh, we, we, you know, this is a problem for our country when we have a president who has to negotiate with President Xi and uh, and uh, the Russian leaders, and uh, and he just doesn't seem to be an A player right now. And so, what do you do with a problem like Joe Biden? That is my question for you. Now, I want to do a shameless self promotion for a minute and tell you folks about a new book that has just come out by yours truly, Stephen Moore, uh, with, by the way, a forward by Senator Rand Paul, who is one of my favorite senators. I, you know, before I got involved with Donald Trump and helped him on his economic program when he ran for president in 2016, I was actually with Rand Paul. Remember, Rand Paul ran for president as well, because I'm kind of a libertarian. I'm not a total libertarian, but I want the government out of my life, right? I want a government that is small, and does the things it's supposed to do, like, you know, keep our streets safe and clean, like keeps our national security, uh, you know, protects our national security, like, you know, builds roads and highways, uh, but doesn't take over the education system, the highway system, doesn't provide massive amounts of uh, handouts to people. And so the book is called Govzilla, Govzilla. And the subtitle is How the Relentless Growth of Government is Devouring Our our Economy. And it's only 150 pages long. It's a short – I'm looking at it right now – 167 pages. And um, there's a lot of charts in here, and it's really simple. I mean, folks, you could read this book probably in two nights easily. Uh, It's maybe a two-hour – two or three-hour read, but it is chock full of data. Uh, what has happened with our government. And the message of this book is that the government has is devouring our private economy and it's taking away our freedoms. It's taking away our freedoms. And you look back, you know, at one of the points I make in this book is that this nation was founded on the idea of liberty and freedom and limited government. I know that sounds Old fashioned, <laughs> you know, especially young people. Well, you know, who cares about freedom, liberty, uh, for the free enterprise system? But the point of the book is that, and I go through this in great detail, that the that the free enterprise system that we have in America, the greatest country ever <laughs> on the face of this planet, that our free enterprise system is the goose that lays the golden eggs, right? It's because, how did America become the richest country in the world? How did we become the country that everybody in the world wants to come to? It didn't happen by accident. It didn't happen because we've got this massive welfare state. It's because we have a system that protects our freedoms. And incidentally, the Constitution, which I believe next to the Bible is the greatest document ever written, uh, the whole purpose of our 
our Constitution. I know this is just history and some people may roll their eyes, but this is what our country is about. It was founded on the principles that we would have a very limited, limited national federal government. And don't forget how many school kids know this. I don't think they teach this anymore, that the that the federal government is a creation of the states. Right. At that time, the colonies, which became the states. The, the the federal government did not create the states. You know, some people get that mixed up. Now, the Ninth and Tenth Amendments to our Constitution, I bet a lot of your, my listeners, and you're a very intelligent group of people, but a lot of people I bet don't know what the Ninth and Tenth Amendments are because I call them the forgotten Ninth and Tenth Amendments because nobody ever talks about them. But the Ninth and Tenth Amendments Basically, I can summarize them very uh, in, in basically one sentence. All powers, all the powers that are not specifically designated in the Constitution to the federal government, you know the second part of this, right? I hope you know the second part of this. All of those powers that are not specifically designated for the federal government reside with, remember this one? They reside with the states. And the people, the states and the people. <laughs> we, does anybody? Do we don't we don't even think about that anymore? I mean, my God, Joe Biden uh, had a law that he wanted to put into effect on this vaccine mandate, and uh, on our employers. And you all know he lost that Supreme Court decision six to three because. And I was I was cheerleading, not because I mean we could debate whether a, a vaccine mandate makes sense or not. I, I'm a opposed to it, but I respect people with different opinions on that. But the point is, the federal government does not have the authority to impose that mandate. And that's what the court, thank goodness, thank goodness, by a six to three decision said, no, Uncle Sam, the federal government, Congress, the president don't have the authority to tell people what to do, even if it has to do with health and safety, because that's what the states do. So the state of New York could have a mandate. The state of New Jersey or Connecticut or Illinois or California can do it. But the federal government doesn't have the authority to do these things. And I would argue with you folks, and I want to hear from you, and I've got a break in just one minute. I want you to get the book. I want, you know, it's 15 bucks. It's, you know, you can get it on Amazon. I want to get it in schools. I want kids to read it. I want people to understand what we're doing to our country with this $23 trillion debt, these massive taxes, the fact that we're now spending $60,000 per person in this country. You're getting $60,000 of benefits from the federal government. That's a question for you. I want to hear from you on that. Okay. I've, I've got to take a break right now. We're going to hear from uh, the uh, Paynes who are going to give their market update about what is going on with the market. They are the best in the business. So, folks, pay close attention to their advice if you want to make money. And then when we get back, when I come back in about 20 minutes, uh, I am going to take your calls on all of this. Don't forget, the topic today is what do you do with a problem like Joe Biden? Uh, that number, 1-800-848-9222, one 848 9222. It's the More Money Hotline. We'll be back in one minute. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hey, it's Ryan Payne and Bob Payne of Payne Capital Management on More Money this week, talking markets, talking financial planning. And man, oh man, it has been a wild week. We saw the CPI number, inflation number came in over 7%. We're at a 40-year high, which wasn't the biggest surprise, Bob, but interest rates 
still going higher. We hit 1.8% on the 10-year treasury. We got oil prices going through the roof. I mean, man, oh, man, it's only the second week of the year. And I got to say, the action in the economy on Wall Street, it's been pretty, pretty wild. You know, Rye, like I have a new favorite book. It's called The Federal Reserve. Every chapter, they change the story. You know, <laughs> before it was, you know, inflation was transitory. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Move on. Nothing to see here. Next thing you know, they're not only going to start tapering more aggressively, they're going to raise rates four times next year, this year. And now they want to get rid of the $9 trillion in bonds they've accumulated in their balance sheet. Suddenly, they've I mean, gone from, you know, we're very nice people. We're very dovish. Now they're just a hawk talking like a dove. And we're back to those uh, zoo analogies again, right? <laughs> I love those zoo analogies. But, man, I mean, talk about, like, changing your uh, opinion on a dime, right? I mean, we had the Fed last year talking about transitory inflation for months. And meanwhile, you and I were pretty skeptical. We're saying, well, I don't know if the Fed's right about this. It seems like there's a lot more inflation out there than they're willing to admit. Um, and now that we've seen that we're hitting these big inflation numbers, the Fed has moved quickly. And I think this is really important because – Look, if you're financial planning right now for retirement, trying to get to that financial independence place or that, you know, we call that financial red zone. If you're five years out from retirement, 10 years out or maybe retired right now is this has a big impact on your portfolio. Right. We've seen it in the last two weeks. If you're in tech stocks, if you're in those dreaded bond funds that Bob and I don't like, like man, oh, man, with the Fed now changing their tune, getting more hawkish, as we say, this is having a big impact on your portfolio. Portfolio, You've got to make adjustments. Well, it just goes to tell you that we talk about this week after week, right? There are great companies out there. There are great stocks and there's great stories. And what you want to make sure is that you're investing in great companies at the right price for the stocks. And um, unfortunately, a lot of investors, they get enamored with the story. And a lot of these story stocks are down 40, 50 percent from their recent highs. Cryptocurrency is <laughs> down 45 percent. From its recent high. Now, you know, you could be very tolerant and you can stick your head in the sand. You lose 45%, you know, attention. <laughs> I always said Peloton was just a glorified Nordic track. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you've seen a lot of those trades, the work from home stocks that were like the place to be uh, when we were locked down was a great place to be. And now all of a sudden, right, a lot of that has sold off heavily. But I think more importantly here is what you have to think about is how is your portfolio going to keep up with inflation? It's your biggest enemy as you're going into retirement. If you're retired now, like I mean, we, we use these stats a lot, but like think about every million dollars you have today is worth a half a million dollars over the next 20 years. And we didn't really have that problem the last decade because inflation was relatively low. But everything is pointing towards much higher inflation the next decade. And you have to solve for that in your portfolio, right? You have to think about how you create an income stream that essentially goes up because if you're just getting the same amount every year, but inflation is going higher every year, you're getting further and further behind the eight ball. So, you know, if any time is there a time to start looking at what you're doing strategically to make sure you're on track for financial independence, like now is the time. Well, that's a problem most investors have, right? They work with a financial advisor who sat down, did a risk tolerance questionnaire, figured out, you know, how much risk they needed to take put a portfolio together and it was set and forget, right? I call those portfolios the day the earth stood still. Well, the earth doesn't stand still, right? Things change. <laughs> We're seeing a higher inflationary environment now. We're going to see higher interest rates, right? Tech stocks outperform. Well, they underperform in higher inflationary periods and in higher interest rated periods. What does well? Real estate does well. It was up 40% last year, right? We have value companies that pay real dividends. 
We have companies been increasing their dividend now for 60, 70 consecutive years through all these different business cycles. You have to be certain they have the portfolio of the coming decade, not last decade. Yeah, exactly right. And I think the other big mistake that we see all the time now, because we look at like maybe over 50 portfolios a month. I mean, we see probably more portfolios than any other firm out there um, in terms of the analysis that we run. So we know what everybody's doing right now is cash is trash, right? If your inflation rates at 7%, you lost 7% of your money the last really 12 months. But we have to think about as well, I think one of the mindsets here is you're waiting for this big pullback in the markets. You're waiting for this quote unquote correction. And, and Wall Street's the worst of this. Every strategist last year was like, oh, we're ready for to have a big stock market correction. Get ready. And then we didn't get it. And now you're hearing the same thing. We're going to get a big stock market correction because interest rates are going up. And I think your biggest mistake here is to wait to get invested. I wouldn't wait here because the economy, Bob, let's face it, the economy is strong and it's probably only getting stronger here as we get out of COVID. Yeah, because, you know, right, one day leads to another. And next thing you know, time flies, whether you're having fun or not. You know, you go back to where we are with inflation right now. It's a 40-year high. I just thought about it. You know, back in 1982, I was a young guy just getting started at uh, Merrill Lynch. You were four years old. Your brother was two years old. Your sister wasn't even here yet. And, you know, there are a lot of investors that I worked with that went, oh, I'm not going to get invested. Inflation is too high. Interest rates are too high. I'm going to wait until things, how, how they change. Well, guess what? They're still sitting in cash. They missed a heck of a move. <laughs> you know, the Dow was at 800 um, back in 1982, and look where we are now. So you can't just sit there like a deer in a headlight. You have to have a strategy. You have to get invested. Now's as good a time as ever. Yeah, and I mean, history kind of teaches you what you should be doing, right? I mean, if you look at it, if you look at it historically, whenever interest rates go up in the past, over the last like 50 or 70 years, actually, uh, anytime that interest rates have gone up, the market tends to do well because, again, stocks are what you would call a natural inflation hedge because if prices are going up or, you know, you had the producer's price index come out this week, that's companies inflation. Their inflation is going up. So what do they do? They raise prices on you and me, the consumer, and they benefit from that. So in commodities are another one. I mean, oil prices are just going through the roof. And Bob, you know, we've loved oil. We've talked about oil a lot. Um, and oil is having a huge move this year because it's inflationary. So the question you have to ask yourself is, is my portfolio positioned for higher cost of living? Is it positioned for inflation? We can tell you from all the portfolios we look at, you're probably not prepared for the environment we're in right now. And you've got to make adjustments. Well, that's true, right? And the other thing is it, and companies will increase their prices. They'll increase their profit margins. They'll pass it on to their customers. But what they're also going to do is pass on the additional profits through dividends to the investors. And the best dividends in the world right now aren't in the U.S. They're in non-U.S. companies. You take a look at Europe, you'll see big oil companies yielding 4%, big blue chip pharmaceutical companies yielding 2.5%. You'll see consumer staple companies, you know, yielding almost 4%. Toyota Motors makes more cars than any car company in the world has a 3.5% dividend right now. So yields matter, right? If you can get half your return every year in a consistent dividend, all you need is a couple of points of appreciation. Next thing you know, you've got a spectacular portfolio. Yeah. No, it's a really good point. And that's that's the other dynamic we're seeing right now is a weaker dollar. And you, you hear a lot about how do you hedge yourself against the dollar, right? That's where people talk about cryptocurrencies, which don't really hedge you against the dollar. It's not really true. But that's another. That's probably a whole other radio show. Wait a minute, uh, Ryan. You know, we you... all know that <laughs> cryptocurrency 
hedges against wealth creation, right? It's like <laughs> nice to have losses to offset all these great gains we had last year, like 40% in real estate. I'm glad somebody has some crypto yeah. losses that I can offset against those gains. Yes, exactly. Merely a very speculative asset. It's kind of like going to the casino, but you can essentially hedge yourself against the dollars by owning international assets. Now it's been like kind of not popular the last couple of years because U.S. markets have done so well. But over time, international markets do just as well as U.S. markets. And times like this, when the dollar starts to weaken, you benefit when you have international assets, to your point, Bob, that pay you cash flow. Again, this is all part about building that retirement plan and being really prepared for whatever happens, whether interest rates go up, the dollar continues to go down, the Fed continues to be hawkish. You just have to have that all-weather portfolio. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, I need an analysis of my portfolio. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea if I'm protecting inflation or I'm sitting with way too much money in cash paralysis by analysis. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Well, here's your shot. We literally have 10 slots. We can put open every radio show every Saturday. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, Bob and I will run our total financial master plan. We'll do it no obligation or cost. We have 10 slots. If you call or text right now, we'll go through everything for you. We set up a secure email server. We'll go through all your holdings. We'll show you where all your hidden costs are, those hidden fees that Wall Street loves to sell you. We'll show you how to reduce that cost. Optimize your portfolio for taxes. Taxes are probably going higher here. You've got to get prepared for that. And we'll put together a full income plan. We'll look at exactly what that income gap is, how to generate income, account for inflation, how to take Social Security. And we'll show you where all the holes are in your portfolio. If the market sells off tomorrow, are you protected? Or again, are you just seeing way too much money in cash? trying to figure out what to do. We'll put together a full investment game plan to help you grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We've got 10 slots left if you give us a call or text right now. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over 750000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will work with you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost involved, but you won't have a plan if you're not one of our next 10 callers. So text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-P-L-A-N-N-Y-C. So, Bob, you know, one of the the topics we talk about on our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth, uh, which has been growing rapidly because it's an awesome podcast. And you can check it out if you go to bebullish.com. That's www.bebullish.com. You can check it out. Is, you know, one of our philosophies at our firm, Pain Capital Management, has always been simplicity over complexity. And for the thousand or so families that we advise or the billion dollars that we manage, you know, we found that there's so many complicated strategies on Wall Street that just make your head spin and they end up not working out that well. So then we can discuss some of the more underrated, simple philosophies that we apply when it comes to your wealth plan. Hey, Rye, how are lawyers and Wall Street executives the same? Right. They they make it complex boring, so they can They're charge boring. you more. Oh, it's not that you're just boring. <laughs> now, do you ever notice yeah. do you ever notice how your attorney talks about his latest golf adventure or his latest vacation or how his grandchild's doing? Next thing you know, you get this bill for his <laughs> hourly within charge and it the bills through the roof. Well, the same thing works on Wall Street. They make it complex so they can charge more fees. You want simplicity over complexity. 
And more importantly, Ryan, you know, the number thing, one thing you want in your portfolio right now is liquidity. Yes, it's one of the most underrated. And it's one of those things we don't think about when the markets are going up. Everything's great right now. Economy's running hot. And you don't think about liquidity. But when the music stops, and as the Warren Buffett quote goes, when the tide goes out, you can see who's been swimming naked. That's when you have big problems. And, you know, we see this with a lot of the products that get sold on Wall Street, like those private REITs, real estate investment trusts, where, mm. oh, we're going to give you 8% a year. Well, caveat is it's impossible to get your principal back. And in a lot of times, your principal goes down to almost like 50, 60. I've seen 80% losses in principal where you can't sell these things. Same thing happens in annuities, right? You get these great promises. You get all the upside, none of the downside. And you can get some money out. Yeah, you can take out 10% without penalty. Well, what if you have an emergency? What if you have a health emergency? What if you want to buy a property? What if you have a company that wants to go out and make an investment? Guess what? You got to wait 10 years, maybe 10, maybe 20. Um, it's horrible. These things are misrepresented all day long with false promises. And the problem is, if you look at your portfolio and you have to ask your advisor one question, can I liquidate this to have my money tomorrow? If you can't, you have the wrong investment. Yeah, you really do. And I think it's, look, I mean, you have, if you own real estate, which could be a big part of your portfolio, that's already illiquid, right? So when you look at your total net worth, and this is why we run our financial master plan, is you can determine how much liquidity do you have versus illiquid assets. Because some things are going to be illiquid, right? A property, if you own it, it takes a while to sell it if you want to try to get out of it and get that cash. But when it comes to your investment portfolio, you've got to offset that illiquidity that you have elsewhere. And that's the other thing with an annuity. I'll just make one other comment there. It's like, you can get income for life. It's a great pitch. Wonderful. But a lot of times you have to give up your entire principal. And the last thing I want to do as I'm getting into retirement is give up my principal. I think it's one of the riskiest things you can do. So these are things you have to weigh out. The other thing, Bob, is that we found that simplicity over complexity is, you want to create as much predictability into your financial plan as humanly possible. Well, absolutely right. Predictability makes a big difference in really how you handle your portfolio mentally. Because, you know, investing is really about emotions, right? Fear and greed are still the two biggest emotions that drive your decision making. And the more predictability you can put in, basically, the calmer you're going to be about making decisions, right? We can't change the fact that we're emotional, right? No, I mean, human nature is, is always emotional, and that's why markets are emotional, and that's that's the problem, right? You know, every year, I have a confession to make, Bob. I've been in this business for 20 years. I can't tell you what the market's going to do this year. I know it's shocking. That crystal ball broke. I just can't do it. And that's the problem. Every year, we don't know if the market's going to go up or down. So you can't have a portfolio strategy that's predicated on if the market's up or down. On the other hand, if we optimize how much you're getting from Social Security or optimizing what you have from a pension, and then optimize the dividends and interest on your portfolio. So every year we know X amount is coming in regardless of the market. Man, oh man, that takes so much risk and uncertainty out of your portfolio. It's a huge difference, especially when you're in that wealth distribution stage, you're living off your assets. And that's the whole point of this discussion, right? You know, you go back to complexity again over simplicity. When you have a complex portfolio, you know, they charge you a lot more, which means, first of all, they take your dividends and use that to make to beat their expenses in addition to charging you more. So the lower the, the simplicity, the more simplistic your portfolio is, basically the higher the dividend yield is going to be, the higher the interest payment is going to be. And when you have a consistent stream of dividends and interest, 
You know what that means? That means your portfolio generates a positive return every single day. That's predictable. That's yeah. the kind of predictability I want to have in my portfolio. Well, you know, to bring it together, kind of the magic combination, right? If you invest your money properly into what we call that wealth distribution strategy, we're living off your portfolio where number one, you're getting income, but you still have liquidity, meaning you're not giving up your assets, right? That's the key. So if you have a diversified portfolio where you know you have bonds, you know, we, we don't like bond funds, but if you own your bonds, they come due, right? You know that that's going to keep coming back to you over time, return of your principal, you're going to get the interest on those bonds and you have a diversified portfolio that's paying that income, but you're never giving it up to an insurance company, to a brokerage firm. To me, that's kind of like, that's pole position. That's how you build a great retirement plan. And that's how you keep yourself out of too much risk, or you put yourself in a bad position when market conditions change and it's something you got to be reviewing right now. You know, I've been working with a lot of physicians that are retiring recently, and that's really the biggest, the highest hurdle for them is to one day walk out of the practice and not see anything deposited in their checking account. So that's where it really comes into play. When you see that you're going to have that paycheck be replaced by dividends and interest and consistency. And so we're setting up their plans, Rye, where we have a monthly or even bi-monthly check go out of their portfolio into their checking account. So psychologically they can handle walking away from that practice they built over 40 or 50 years. Yes. And in the meantime, they still have their portfolios intact. They have their liquidity. They have access to all their assets. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like that's what I need right now. I got to make sure that I have income coming in that's consistent. I want to make sure that I have a simple strategy I can understand that's liquid. I can access my capital over time. Well, here's your shot to get that analysis. We're down to six lots left. If you give us a call or text right now, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan. We'll do it with no obligation or cost. I don't want to sound Pollyannish, but it is the best review out there. There's no other firm that will do this work up front for you. We will literally look at everything. We'll go through every investment you own. We'll break down all the complexity. We'll show you where you're paying too much in fees, how to reduce that. We'll give you a full tax strategy. Look, the government just printed a lot of money. They're going to want that money back in taxes. You've got to have a tax strategy. You've got to be proactive about it. We're going to give you our tax strategy playbooks. You can save on taxes, and we're going to put together that full income plan. We'll show you exactly how to optimize Social Security. We'll show you how to generate income on your portfolio without giving up your principal so you don't run out of money factoring in inflation because cost of living is going up. And we're going to make sure that you reduce the risk in your portfolio if the market sells off tomorrow. Or are you just sitting with way too much money in cash, paralysis by analysis, losing against inflation, put together a full investment plan to help you grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over time. We have six lots left. Take us up on this. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, we'll run our total financial master plan with no obligation or cost. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next six callers, you've saved over $750,000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation, there's no cost, no strings attached, but there's no plan if you're not one of our next six callers. So text or call right now, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC.
Hey, this is Ryan Payne, Bob Payne, Payne Capital Management. You can check us out. Go to BeBullish.com. Stay tuned. More money coming your way. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. It's Ryan Payne filling in for Bob for this week's market commentary. And it was a choppy week on the street of dreams as U.S. stocks notched their second consecutively weekly decline with investors monitoring a mixed set of bank earnings, a bigger-than-expected drop in U.S. retail sales, falling 1.9% in December, month over month. However, the biggest action was in the bond market, as investors dumped U.S. government debt on fears of rising interest rates as bond prices go down when interest rates go up. The 10-year Treasury climbed to 1.78% as this week's inflation data came in red hot. Thursdays, producer price index showed the biggest annual rise in wholesale prices on record as this report came in on the heels of Wednesday's December consumer price index, showing the biggest surge in inflation since 1982. And if this wasn't enough to spook the stock and bond market, on Thursday, newly appointed Fed Governor Lael Brainerd suggested the central bank could begin raising interest rates as soon as March. So with higher inflation and interest rate fear front and center, bonds, and particularly high-growth but loss-making companies, are coming under major pressure. The tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite has already fallen 5% since the start of the year, while more inflationary assets like energy are already up over 17%, and old-school cyclical stocks like our good friend Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway have already jumped over 7% benefiting from this new world of higher prices. So clearly, the market dynamics are changing fast as the Federal Reserve has drastically changed its policy and led to the extreme inflationary pressure pushing down on the economy. So the question you need to ask yourself is, is your portfolio going to thrive in this brave new world, or are you still sitting with the portfolio of the last 10 years? Well, why sit there and wonder when you can know? Simply call or text at 844 6692 to get a second opinion. Simply call or text at 844-752-6692. This is Ryan Payne with this week's market update. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. It's Steve Moore. Uh, now it is, uh, it is time for my favorite part of this show. I promised that I would take your questions, your calls, your comments. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. I want to hear from folks. We already have a couple of people on the line. I'm going to give you the More Money Hotline right now. I want people to call in. We've got about two lines open right now, uh, and I want to get to as many as you as I can. The question, by the way, today is what do you do with a problem like Joe Biden? You know, you know the song, what, what do you do with a problem like Maria? From uh, from Sound of Music. Well, this is what do you do with a problem like Joe Biden? He's had a very poor first year in office. The last week was catastrophically bad. It looks like the wheels are coming off. What do we do about this? What do we do? I also want to mention very quickly, uh, please, 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 if you want to be educated about our economy, about our country, about what we're doing to our finances, please get my new book, Gubzilla. Govzilla, it's available on Amazon, forward, by the way, by my favorite senator, Rand Paul. 
uh, and it's like 15 bucks. And I want get it for yourself, get it for your kids, get it for your neighbors, get, get it for people who need to understand what we're doing to our country right now. So I'm going to take one or two quick callers. Now, by the way, I'm going to give the number one more time. 1-800-848-9222 or 1-800-848-WABC. Maybe that's easier to remember. 1-800-848-WABC. I want to hear from you. Uh, my premise is that we are facing tough times ahead for our economy because we have people in charge in Washington, including what I call the unholy trinity of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden that seem not to believe in the free enterprise system. It seems to me that they want to move us more towards a socialist economy. I think that will slay the goose that lays the golden eggs, and it will make America poorer in the long term. But I want to hear from you. I'm going to take our first caller who's been very patiently waiting, Mike from New Jersey. Mike, what do you got? Uh, hold on. Hey. How you doing there? Um, I, I was calling in regards to your comments about the annuities. I was just curious, you know, why, why you're against them. I was think, thinking of something I was going to do in the future. Oh, annuities. Okay. I'm going to leave that question my, to my friend, Brian Payne. I'm going to pass that on to him next week on this show. I promise I'm going to ask Ryan to address that question. He is the financial whiz. Uh, on this show, uh, and uh, he just uh, and what was the other what right was the other topic at the moment? About, but but please 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 listen next week. Well, that's a great question, by the way. What are what are the benefits? What are the problems with annuities? Ryan's the guy to answer that. We will get to that next week. Um, I want to make one other quick point before I take to the callers. And by the way, I'm going to take a two minute break, and then we will get to uh, to all of your calls. But when you look at what is happening to the growth of our government, and here's just a, you know, one of the statistics from this book of Zillow, that um, the federal budget right now accounts for about 30% of our GDP. And that's partly because we've had such a massive increase in um, government spending due to COVID. Um, but if we were to pass the Build Back Better bill, thank God right now it looks dead, but Joe Biden isn't giving up on it. But if it were to pass, over time, because these government programs grow like weeds in the budget, right? Have you ever heard of a government program going away? <laughs> I mean, can anybody think of any government program that's ever gone away? I, I mean, I can, out of the thousands and thousands of the programs in the budget, I can think of maybe one or two or three uh, in the 30 years I've been studying this stuff. So, you know, I think it was Ronald Reagan who once said that uh, uh, the closest thing to immortality on this earth is a government program. And so, the government spending would go from 30% of GDP today to over 50% of GDP by the year 2049. Uh, that's not so far off. You know, that means when our kids who are born today or our grandkids were born today, by the time they reach the age of 25 or so, they're going to be facing where we will be mostly socialist if we stay on this path. Now we can correct the path, but we better do it right now. Okay. We're going to take a quick two-minute break, and then I'm going to take all of your questions. Uh, when we get back, that's 1-800-848-9222. That's the More Money Hotline. I want to hear from you. What do you do with a problem like Joe Biden? What do you do when you have a runaway government? We'll be right back. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. Steve Moore here. You're 
uh, listening to the More Money Show. We are on at 1 p.m. on Saturdays and then 4 p.m. on Sundays. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, boy, the lines are lit up. Thank you, folks, for calling in. Uh, by the way, I see Chris is calling in, George, Jim, Ed, uh, Peter. Where are the ladies? Come on. I mean, I'm not, I want to hear from some of the ladies. Uh, I don't want to hear from just the men, but uh, I'm going to get right down to it. Now we got Chris in New Jersey. Chris, what do you got for us? Hey, I agree. I saw Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google, and the YouTube uploads the blue backdrop that says police in white. The chief admit he fired me from HSBC, and he says criminals are breaking in to unlock cars. He had guys from the jail coming in and out of my apartment trying to steal tapes of the judge, asking me for bribe money. And there's a podcast says Google Danielle Sattel to the Medium blog. The judge says enough on those tapes he's going to flee to Brazil or false arrest me and order a psych exam. It's costing New Jersey taxpayers millions to keep me in jail. Yep. All right. Look, uh, great call. Chris, one of the big problems with uh, our blue cities, by blue cities, I mean cities that are run by liberal Democrats, is they cannot solve the crime problem. I was just looking at some statistics, folks. All of the migration now that's happening in America today, and it's a tragedy, are out of our cities, out of our cities. People are leaving our great cities. As you know, for regular listeners of the show, I am from the great city of Chicago, the second city uh, behind New York, and people are leaving New York, even even the black population, which you know streamed into Chicago over the last four or five decades, is now leaving Chicago because of the crime, the schools, um, it is so devastating because I love America's cities. I love Baltimore. I love Chicago. I love New York. I love Los Angeles. I love San, San Francisco, San Diego. But I cannot stand what is happening to our cities as they have been run into the ground, mostly by Democrats. And remember, when Rudy Giuliani was mayor of uh, New York, I could see every time they came to New York, every week I came, I could see the improvement, less graffiti, less crime, people, the business is doing better. Uh, let's get back to those ideas. Okay, George in Manhattan, what do you got for us, George? Hi there. Uh, well, there's one solution that is, uh, futuristically speaking, uh, a very good idea, I think, that's my uh, opinion, of course, okay. is that we what should hold the elections instead of every four years, three years, so that in case we have a disastrous leadership, we can at least save 25 years of further disaster. Nine <laughs> years would be I the like that. You know, okay, George, great, great call, great comment. You know, I've been wondering about that. Now, look, uh, some people say we should have six-year presidential terms. Uh, I think four years is probably right, but George makes a great point. What do you do when you get a disaster as a president like this one? You know, do we really have to live through three more years of this presidency? By the way, folks, I wonder how many of you actually think that Joe Biden's going to make it through this first term? I mean, I wonder about that. And I don't wish uh, the president ill at, at all. I hope he improves his performance uh, because he is with us for the next three years unless he were to resign. Um but uh, I don't know. That's an interesting idea. Maybe three year every election every three years. I kind of like four years. I'm going to stick with that. Okay, Jim in Long Island. What do you got for us? Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking the Hi, call. Jim. I have a couple of quick questions. All right. Number okay. one, yes. people who have a lot of cash in the banks. Does it make sense to say take maybe 25 percent of that out and buy gold and silver? That's number one. Yeah. And number two, I've been hearing a lot of late. And maybe you can uh, expand on this. And it's a scary situation. I've been hearing about bail-ins 
from the government with the banks. Is that a possibility? Wait, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. The what about what about the banks? Uh, a bail-in. A bail-in. The government, yeah, where the where the government can actually confiscate everybody's savings in the ah, bank. Ah, I see what you're saying. Okay, uh, great, great, uh, you know, points. Um, uh, and I, I want to get right to this because first of all, should you own some uh, gold and silver? I think my answer to that is yes. I think you should. You don't want to own only gold and silver, but you should have some of your portfolio protected from inflation. And traditionally, commodities, gold and silver, are the best hedges against inflation. Now a lot of people are, are investing in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as a response to out-of-control central banks. But you want to own something that is not dollar-based because we're seeing inflation is just an erosion of the value of the dollar, right? That's all inflation is. So the answer to your question is, yes, you should own, in my opinion, some uh, gold and silver in your portfolio. Not, not a huge amount, but you should be protected against inflation. Uh, in terms of your second question, are they going to start confiscating money out of, out of the banks? What they're doing now is they're basically, they want to go after IRAs and they want to go under, after these uh, funds that are supposed to be tax protected, uh, but they see this big pot of money. It's like a big honey pot, and they're like a bear that wants to stick their paw on that and take some of that away. So uh, you better be aware of that, folks. These these politicians are very hungry for revenue, and they even if you already paid the tax on the money you put into the IRA, they want to tax it again. And I am very worried about that with respect to 401k plans and IRAs. And we cannot allow our politicians to do that. They cannot uh, confiscate our wealth. Okay. Uh, I think we did we hear from Jim in Long Island yet? Okay. Let, then let's move on to, I think, Ed in Forest Hills. Oh, hi. It's Ted in Forest Hills. Yeah. Uh, hi. I want to say. Yes, I wanted to say that the Democrats started every war. We're talking about Vietnam. We're talking about Korea. World War II was won by the Russians. Uh, World War I, what the hell were we doing there? The Civil War started by the Democrats uh, succeeding. Uh, Donald Trump is the only one who can save us. He and Aristotle must be cousins. Uh, Donald Trump is the master of those who know. We need to promote him, advertise him on the great things he did. <laughs> And uh, then maybe Biden will just fade away. <laughs> I love it. Okay, great, great call. Uh, and I, I uh, look, I'm, I have a soft spot in my heart, obviously, folks, for Donald Trump. I work with the man. I don't always agree with him all the time, but I do think he always put America first, folks. That's what I loved about Donald Trump. I think he, in his heart, even when I disagreed with some of the decisions he made, I probably was with him seven or eight times in the Oval Office. But I always felt like he was putting America first. And you have to ask the question, is this president always putting America first? I mean, I'm just asking the question, because when I see the killing of pipelines, when I see what we're doing with our energy policy, when I see all the money that we're sending to all these other countries when we have problems here at home, I wonder, is that putting America first? And uh, I, I just have to wonder about that. I wonder about it because Donald Trump uh, rebuilt the American economy in an incredible way by uh, promoting American energy, cutting taxes, cutting regulations. When we increase taxes here, when we increase regulation, when we declare war on American energy, who do you think the winner is? The winner is Russia and China. It's, it's 
uh, you know, it is uh, it is uh, President Xi in China dancing a little jig right now in Beijing because of all the crazy things we're doing here, which is only making China more powerful. Okay, we've got time for, I believe we have time for Peter. Uh, thanks so much for calling in. We're running out of time. What do you got for us, Peter? Yeah, hi, I'll just- Hi, I'll keep it very brief. Uh, the Biden administration, b- bottom line is they're antithetical to the Constitution, rule of law, yes. and due process. There's, yes. There is no, yes. there is no working across the aisle with them, and uh, the lies coming out of that White House daily—it's stupefying. And I'm appalled that even people I know intimately that voted for Biden still say they're proud to vote for him versus Peter. being. Wait, wait, being say that again. They're still proud that they voted for Biden. They're still proud, including my partner, still proud that they voted you for Biden. You mean even after this first year in office and all the crazy mistakes this president has made? In the face, in the face, in, flying in the face of the Durham report, the corruption of oh my God. Clinton, the Russian collusion, which I do not understand why that, that they're not being held accountable. That was all cooked up under Obama. Susan well. Wright, do a whole litany. People better start reading their history because the old adage, those who do not know history are... Peter, great call. You are 100% correct. And when I listened to the president's speech that he gave uh, on Tuesday in Georgia, accusing us as conservatives as being racist, how outrageous is that? By the way, let me just say one thing as we break here. Uh, It's Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday holiday this weekend. Monday we celebrate. Let us, as a country, If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com.